0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Come with me to Acts chapter 3. Yeah, we see uh, Peter. Well, let's go back to Acts chapter 2. Remember the Holy Spirit was poured out in the upper room and the disciples came out full of the Holy Spirit and power and Peter got up and preached. Verse 41, those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Everyone say 3,000. Would you call that revival? One message, 3,000 people saved. And that's without a stadium. That's not like a huge Billy Graham crusade. No, this is just people that heard something happening outside someone else's home. 3,000 people saved, and then they continued steadfastly. Everybody say steadfastly. They continued where? In the, not their own. Not their own doctrine. Not the YouTube preacher's doctrine. Not your Instagram pastors. Their apostle's doctrine. Everybody say apostle's doctrine. And in fellowship, everybody say fellowship, say home groups, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Now, you come down verse chapter 3, and that lame man is healed, and people, people are marveling how, how could a man get that right to heal somebody? And Peter gets up verse 19 and he says, Repent therefore, be converted that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Everybody say, refreshing. That he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the time Of restoration of all things which God spoke by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Since light be, since be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, it must all be fulfilled before Jesus comes back. Say full restoration. No matter what Satan did to break down creation and destroy man's authority under God and steal entire of creation away from man, God said He would get it back and He would send Jesus. And Jesus said, for this purpose, the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. He died on the cross, rose from the dead, and today is alive so that He could put into place what is needed for His church to be able to get creation back to where God originally created it in the garden. Say restoration of all things. Now keep your mark here and let's have a look. Just remind ourselves of Isaiah 46, which we've been reading in our Sunday evening meetings. Verse 9, God says, remember the former things of old. Remember the former things of old. Now, you can take that as far back as the Garden of Eden. Now, we don't remember the Garden of Eden, but we know we read about it in the Word. Where God created man, and everything man needed was in the garden. Man lacked nothing. Everything fully supplied. He had the tree of life there. Why ever bothered with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because he had life itself, and he could partake of any tree he wanted. But Satan knows how to distract us through deception. In other words, you don't need God as your source. You can get good and evil wherever you want it. You can get knowledge wherever you want it. There's a whole internet that you can Google. Don't have to ask God. You can ask, get your answers anywhere. Do I take the vaccine or don't I? Google. Have you noticed there's so much misinformation out there? It's confusing. That's where Adam made his mistake. He went to the world system, went to something that would destroy him. the, The Bible didn't say he ate an apple. He ate the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. In you is a tree. It can be a good tree or a bad tree. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. None of us are are hanging apples out of our fingers. What fruit are we talking about? The result of your life. What's on offer? So the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil is getting your information from outside of God. Say this, God is my source. Look what he says, I am God, there's no other. Remember the former things of old. You can think of this, remember the former things. How was home sale before we got, went into lockdown? How was church before we in lockdown? And he says, remember the former things of old. I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is none like me. I declare the end from the beginning. I declare the end from the beginning. Isn't it interesting that the language God chose to reveal himself through was the language of Hebrew? Most languages you write from left to right, beginning to end. Even if you think in the Greek mindset, the alpha and omega. Started A, ended Z. You can't have five until you got one, two, three, four. God says, no, I start at the end. The Hebrew language writes from right to left. Let's end the story and then let's fill the story in. We write the finish and then we say, and then we say, go. In other words, God already has written the final chapter and now we're living it out. Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. And then God said, let. Time started. There be light. So now it had to play out. But Jesus was already crucified until the time arrived where it manifested. So God intends his church to leave this planet as a glorified church. Without spot or blemish, the Bible says. We're talking about a church that is walking in unity, in power, signs, wonders, miracles. We're dealing with a man here in Acts who was healed as a lame man. And people are shocked. 3,000 people saved. That's amazing. Remember things of old. And I'm God, and I declare the end from the beginning. Say this my success is pre written. Say this I'm a preordained success going somewhere to happen. And from ancient things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand. I will do all my pleasure. I call a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel, or carries my word out from a far country. I don't need anybody here. If they're not listening to me, I'll find someone out of town to do it. Indeed, I've spoken. I will bring it to pass. I purposed it. I will also do it. Say so this, Jesus said, he's building his church. If he said it, it's going to happen. So now he's called you to be a leader in that happening. So if I don't answer my call, God will still build his church. But he only does it through men and women. So if I don't answer the call, he will bypass me and find someone who will. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be standing in heaven one day because you look still of to heaven if you love Jesus. But I want to be standing in heaven and see a reward being handed out and on the reward is a tag, says Alan Bagg, but it's crossed out and then someone else's name written there. That was my reward. Yeah, but you didn't answer. Ah, uh-uh. ah, uh-uh. how do you say no ways? I want everything God's planned for my life to manifest, so I can experience it. So I will say yes. God called Janine and me. We didn't even hesitate. We never once, not once ever, did we sit down with God and say, "Now, God, do you really think we're the right people?" I mean, I'm so successful in my career. Can we reconsider it? No, he called us. We didn't even hesitate. We said we're ready. We'll do it. Amen. And so you as leaders have done that. You said, I believe God's called me as a leader. That's why you're here tonight. But how you respond in the face of adversity will determine whether you succeed. I've said it before, every person, have you seen whenever we've had new members come in? Obviously, through lockdown, we've had to do it on live stream. But every person that's ever stood here, I read the same scriptures and I said the same thing. Everyone that's standing here, you believe God called you to this church. We make that plain in our spiritual growth seminar. We said, don't join the church just because you think it's a nice church. You, you hear from God. If you believe this is your church, then come on in. And everybody says, yes, amen, hallelujah. God called me. I remember when we first planted the church, somebody told me that they, when we first put our posters up, that we we're going to have a pastor, Theo, came and did a healing crusade in the town hall and ran for five nights. And whoever got saved on there, we used those names to follow up on and call in as our first church members. And we put posters up all over town. And we had people come. They say, I had a dream last month, and I saw your face in the dream. I don't know who is that. Then I saw the poster. That's the man in my dream." And so they came and they joined the church. Well, you can tell by the way I'm t- telling this, they're not here anymore. So what happened to the dream now? It was for a season. Come, come, no, 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 cut, cut that out. That, that, come on, you know God doesn't make mistakes. Amen. I'll get you saved in this church because at least you'll get that message. But I know you'll never get on with anybody. You'll fight with everybody. So just stick around till you know enough word. And then I'll take you somewhere where, where you'll be more comfortable. No. God chooses. He places us in church. It Pleased the Lord to set each member. I've got the same finger I had since I've been born. Now it's changed quite a bit. You know, it's it's good's matured and it and you know, it's you know, it's been replaced by other cells and but but you notice this finger's never left my body. It was for a season. <laughs> Come back. No, I've done my work. You got four other fingers, you don't. Are you getting what I'm saying yet? So the same way when you step up and say, I'm a leader, family God, I understand what it's like to eventually get to a place where you've multiplied a few times. When Janine and I planted this church, we started out as cell leaders. We were called senior pastors, but we we had, we had just a handful of people. And so we were cell leaders, and then we multiplied, and then we became teen leaders, and we raised up leaders, and then Pastor Danny and Olga, they became leaders, and they, other leaders as well, other pastors and, who are pastors today, became leaders. And so we multiplied and 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 multiplied. And multiplied. But you notice I'm still here? I'm kind oh, of multiplying now. How many more times must I teach the same message? The Bible hasn't been, oh, give me a part two at least, you know. The same Bible. <laughs> There's only so many scriptures in there. Only so many parables. God, can we have some updates on the parables at least, you know? <laughs> Next season, please. That's the same Bible. Message hasn't changed. Why? Because there's always someone else to get saved. It's not about me anymore. It's not about me understanding the Bible, about me finding a new revelation, a new story, a new way of seeing it, a new way of... uh, No, it's about there's someone else that needs to get saved and I will go to church, I don't care how often I go. It never gets boring. Because my excitement's not on the music, it's not on the preaching, it's not... My excitement is that no matter who comes in... The word is always fresh for them, always new for them. And I'm going to stay, I'm going to stir myself up to be new and fresh and enthusiastic because that person needs that gospel as fresh and as enthusiastic as the first time I got saved. And as leaders, we need to see that. How many more times must I multiply the homes? When am I ever going to be promoted you're not promoted in levels. That's the Greek style. Beginner, advanced, senior. No. How many knows there's one senior pastor? <laughs> not like you say to your boss, I'm having your job. <laughs> they tried that with Moses, and God says, Step back. You getting this? See, your, your identity is not in your title. Your identity is your desire to see someone else raise up to their potential. Finding out, go make disciples. What does that mean? What is the potential in each person and pulling that potential out of them? That's why I, when, when people say, I just want to keep running a cell, they multiply. You want to be a team leader? No, I'm going to run a cell again. Great. You don't need to be a team leader to prove you're successful. If, if, if you really thrive while growing a home cell, and then we make you a team leader, now you will spin, then I'd rather have you be where you thrive. Don't ever feel intimidated by that. Don't ever feel inferior because of that, because that's where your success is. If you just multiply yourself, boom, another one, boom, you're a, you're a, you are a leader raiser. Do it again. Raise another leader. Raise another leader. Raise another leader. If that's all you do for 30 years, you'll stand in front of Jesus and have him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Don't be intimidated by that. Hallelujah. And so, family God, here's the thing we want to make sure we stay enthusiastic, we stay full of fire, we keep pressing forward. Why? Because there are people out there that are hurting, struggling, have been beaten up, and maybe you do too. And I know what it feels like. I know what it's like to hit the wall. But you'll never hear out of my mouth, I'm depressed. I'm so tired. You won't get that out of me. Why? Because, yeah, he says, times of refreshing. Times, everyone say, times are refreshing. If I'm spending time with God and I stay refreshed in His presence, you, it's, it, if, if Jesus, the Bible says that the yoke of Jesus is easy, His burden is light. If I find it's heavy and difficult to be a leader, I'm trying to pull the load on my own. Or when you got Jesus in the yoke, haven't <laughs> I mean, you realize, if you get the big, bull, strong man oxen, experienced, and you put a baby oxen in there, that big ox goes, man, he pulls. That little oxen just has to run next to him. He's not even pulling. We're dealing with God, yeah. He says, "I will build my church." Mm, I'm going to work in that yoke. Let Jesus do the work. Spend time in his presence. And so that's what happened. He's busy teaching this. Next moment, people are getting excited and they want to be a part of it. And so the leaders get a hold of them. And then it says in verse 17. Well, yeah, look at verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness. Everyone say boldness. Of Peter and John, they perceived they were uneducated and untrained men. Say, God can use anybody. They marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. People know when you're with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. What shall we do to these men? Indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident all who dwell in Jerusalem, we cannot deny it. So that it spreads no further. So that it spreads no further. So that it spreads no further, let us severely threaten them. And from now on, they may not speak to any man in this name. I call them and command them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus they saw they knew where the power was how do you stop a church from growing stop talking about jesus that's why you'll never you'll never hear that from this pulpit you're only going to hear jesus you're only going to hear jesus Why? It's his church. He's building it. So they try to put them in down lockdown. And they commanded them. But Peter and John answered and said, Whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to man, more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things we've seen and heard. come down to verse 29 so they went aside and they prayed now lord look on their threats grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word stretch out your hand to heal signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant jesus when they had prayed the place where they were assembled together was filled with the holy spirit they spoke the word of god with boldness Everybody say boldness. Look at verse 32. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Everybody say, one heart, one soul. Family gone. We are back. And we have never been locked down. We were told to stay in our homes, but we didn't allow the gospel to be silenced. And the church has grown because of it. And we're going to keep multiplying and we're going to keep growing. And so I just want to stir that up inside you. Take time in the presence of God. Take time to spend in His anointing. Lord, grant us boldness because we're going to keep going forward and we're going to keep preaching Jesus because Jesus is building His church. And we're going to see 3,000 saved. Notice it goes over here. Look at chapter 4, verse 4. However, many of those who heard the word believed and the number of men came to be about 5,000. Remember former things of old family we are right now in the birthing of the greatest revival we've ever seen people have been hurting they're struggling they're crying out for answers you and I with the gospel of Jesus have the answers there <laughs> the fruit is available the harvest is ready you can pack your home cells Full of people. Ask God for wisdom. All the people. Just, just look at the people in your office. They are hurting people, crying for an answer. And you have the answer. This is the greatest opportunity to pack your home cells. You ever wondered how we're going to get people into home cell? They're waiting. Start asking, start inviting, start praying. What do you need? I'll pray for you. God's going to answer those prayers. And you're going to see a mighty revival. Come on, give Jesus praise. Let's stand together. Just lift your hands before Jesus. Just worship Him. Worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Say this. I am a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is building His church. And the gates of hell cannot stop it. What a privilege and honor. He called me to be a leader. I will not falter. I will not fail. I refuse To be depressed, to get tired, to burn out. I receive refreshing from the presence of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm working with Jesus. He's building His church. Nothing for the kingdom of God can ever be too difficult. I'm trusting Jesus as He leads me. As He guides me, my home cell grows, my life group works, people desire to be a part of it. We're in the greatest revival we've ever experienced, and I get to be a part of it. And I thank God we see restoration in all things. Restoration in marriages, relationships, finances, businesses. My investments, everything I put my hand to is growing, prospering, increasing. I thank God He is bringing leaders to me. I see the potential in all of my leaders. And God gives me grace and wisdom to raise them up and speak what is necessary that each one will respond. And answer the call of God so that we can reach further and wider than ever before. Jesus is building His church. Amen.